This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to the BPD Bunch. We have a panel of people who are in functional recovery from borderline personality disorder. And each week, a few of us get together to discuss the ups and downs of our BPD journeys to give you hope and direction for your own. I'm your host, Zanny, and today I am here with Mo, Selene, Jay, and Melanie. Where in the world is everyone coming from today? I'm from central Ohio in the U.S., Coming from Dubai, UAE. From Calgary, Canada. Toronto, Canada. And I am coming from New Mexico in the US. Today we're going to talk about validation and validation-seeking behavior. Melanie is a psychology master's student and is currently working to qualify to become a psychotherapist. She'll be working with clients soon. So Melanie, could you give us a quick definition of validation? Jill Rathis and Alec Miller, who worked with the DBT founder, uh, Marsha Linehan, define validation as com- it, validation communicates to another person that his or her feelings, thoughts, and actions make sense and are understandable to you in a particular situation. And to add a couple more terms, self-validation involves perceiving your own feelings, thoughts, and actions as making sense. Um, accurate and acceptable in a particular situation and invalidation communicates um, intentionally or not through work words and actions that another person's feelings thoughts and actions in a particular situation make no sense and are not worthy of your time interest or respect when you hear the term validation seeking what's sort of the first thing that comes to mind For me, it's approval when I was really struggling with this I needed the approval of others without any regard for my own morals or my own happiness or fulfillment. Yeah, I would say it's putting your worth in the hands of other people. I would see it as giving somebody else the the power to dictate how I feel on any given day, actually, about myself and about a situation. Another word to add is dependence, Um, constant dependence, like feeling that I'm clinging and I'm reaching and I'm needing. My therapist used to talk about um, reassurance as a synonym for validation seeking to help me differentiate between validation and validation seeking. So because 
when you use the same terminology, it can be quite confusing. And actually, everybody needs a validation. We need a validation that we're part of a group, that we belong, that we have the right to be here. So I thought that was really helpful to have that reassurance as like a synonym or another way to refer to validation seeking. Yeah, it's interesting because you, you brought up the human aspect of, of needing validation and seeking validation. And I think I have a similar reaction to validation seeking that I do when I hear people say attention seeking, because it, it always feels like it's used as, I don't need to pay attention to you because it's just this. You're just looking for something. And it's like, why is that a problem? You know, maybe the way I'm asking for it is a problem, but the fact that I'm looking for it is totally a normal human thing right i always think it's funny when people like comment something about like and they put it on the internet to get attention it's like well i didn't just put it here for no one to look at it like <laughs> of course it's for and, <laughs> and the person's probably commenting on it for attention <laughs> <laughs> i know i think that's the key the why is somebody doing what they're doing and being able to differentiate throughout the years um for myself and checking in as to why, what's the motive? But if somebody's seeking for support, maybe they're just there and if they're not, they're crying for, clinging for, and they're asking for, hey, look at me. Sometimes they need to know why they're doing what they're doing and it gives them that answer. Since we sort of talked about what does validation seeking mean to you, what does validation seeking look like for you? In my mind, validation seeking looks like a, a well and it keeps getting filled up and filled up and filled up, but it's never full. It's not even half full because there's a leak somewhere. Um, so it looks like putting my confidence and worth in other people's hands, like you know, for example, at work, you might get some feedback about your performance and then I will hold on to that and I will be like, I need to fix it. And I will seek that reassurance from so many people around me to say, you know, am I okay? Are they real? Is this real? And yeah, it's then listening to all these different opinions and feeling like, what are they saying? Are people listening? Do they not care? Do they think I'm boring? So it's that constant internal voice that is constantly like questioning and looking for that oh that craving that fill up of that validation um and then it's really a place of extreme vulnerability you know and it's it's led me to truly like so many times lose myself hide my pain think that i needed to try harder to be perfect be the perfect student be the perfect girlfriend be the perfect this the perfect that and people have sometimes told me, and this is still really hard for me to think about, but that they couldn't sense like who, who am I? Like who is the authentic version of me? And I think it's because I spent so much time trying to seek that validation, trying to adapt to whatever seemed to resonate with people that then it came to a point where it was like, well, who are you actually? And I'm like, I, I. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, 
You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. I don't know. When I'm thinking about what validation-seeking looks like for me, I'm thinking primarily of how it manifests in dysfunctional ways. I feel like validation seeking for me is is very much like one of those internal car alarms when your car is trying to tell you something. If you don't respond to it immediately, it just gets louder and louder and louder. That is a great way to sum up a lot of my validation seeking behavior. And It's funny because it's not as if people didn't try to console me or help me when I was upset, but they weren't able to validate me in the way that I needed them to. And so over the course of particularly my adolescence, I really learned to be very unpleasant and very loud, almost demanding validation from people because it was the only way that I could get them to react in a way that was big enough that it felt like it meant something to be more specific in like what that looks like for behavior. I think validation seeking for me is an largely manifests in an inability to tolerate criticism. Um, I show people like something I've done and I'll convince myself that I'm actually, that I want someone's feedback or help or whatever, but what, but that's not true. I actually want them to validate me. I want them to tell me that what I did was worthwhile and good and that I am worthwhile and good. And if, if they give me any criticism at all, I crumble because I put my worth in their opinion of what I'm doing. And I think that's what's so interesting about validation seeking for me is that it comes from such a vulnerable place, but I can come across as so aggressive and self-absorbed because I can't handle when somebody gives me a negative feedback. And it isn't because I think I'm so amazing, but because my sense of worth is dependent on what that other person thinks of me. So for me, if I did something that I thought was right for me or something that just made me happy, I needed other people's approval and acceptance of that for me to really like feel like I was on the right path. And if I felt like I didn't get that approval or acceptance from other people, then I would have to change. And then I would cling to whatever I think that they think is the right way and the good way. And so then by the time I was done with all of it. I just ended up feeling out of place and just like I was in the wrong spot and I was making the wrong choices. So it just didn't feel good. So when I'm at the unhealthy level of seeking validation, that's what I do. I need to make sure that the thing that makes me feel like I'm doing, making the right choice is accepted by other people. It's difficult for me. Like as I was listening to everyone, I honestly, the only word that kept coming to my mind was life. (laughs) Like it just, It feels like, unfortunately, that is a bit my life. I think what that looks like for me is when I cannot trust my own actions, period, at all. And I'm constantly gaslighting myself. And for me, I guess gaslighting means to constantly doubt myself and to not trust the things that I think, feel or decide about anything uh, to do with myself and my my life. And unfortunately, that kind of tends to go hand in hand with 
with uh, my experiences of seeking validation. And it's kind of a point where, um, I don't know, it can get really dangerous. It's almost like I don't really know what's going on around me. I don't trust anything. And it can get, I think, I don't know if anyone else will identify with this, but it feels like a spiral to me. You go down real fast (laughs) when you get on that because I find it it starts to then affect so many different layers of my life especially interpersonal relationships because I'm I'm expecting something from people I'm not getting it therefore it, it makes it easier for me to feel that they're hating on me you know I was very invalidated at school around being bullied for my weight my appearance and also the the way that I you know showed up with my neurodiversity and all these other things and uh Recently, I signed up for a pageant and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do this fun thing. It's going to be random, blah, blah, blah. It's my ADHD brain. It's an adventure. And, uh, and that, that's the mindset that I had. That's the mindset that I thought I was, you know, walking in everything, blah, blah, blah. We start the day. It's amazing. It's all like glitter and there's a stage. And, you know, the, the child in me, the little girl in me is like, I get to be girly. Like I never really grew up and had this opportunity. And, um, and I'm walking on the stage and I'm loving it. Lala is so amazing. And then we have the break and I, my parents came, my husband is there. We're having champagne. I'm like so happy. I'm literally on cloud nine. I had the best time in my life. And then we come back for the results and then they give out these different awards and I'm counting how many people, how many awards I'm like, okay, I have one chance in, you know, it was high, like. For sh- like, come on, you know, there's a part of me, especially that little girl in me that's like, yeah, I mean, this, I, I enter the safe thing, right? I'm like, this is going to work out. And then I get nothing. And that moment, and it's recent, it's just a couple of months ago, made me realize that I wasn't where I thought I was in terms of being able to self-validate because, and it still makes me emotional right now, honestly, I was in pieces. I thought I was humiliated and I could not stop crying. And it wasn't this version of me. It was the little girl version of me. And she was like, I just, I have worked out so much. I've lost so much weight. I've done so many different things. It's still like, I'm still not good enough. I'm still not pretty enough. I'm still not inspiring enough. Like, when is it ever going to be enough? And maybe I should just stay in bed and never get, come out again. And it was really confronting, like, to just realize, whoa, like, I'm still in desperate need of seeking that appreciation and validation. Like, how do I make real progress on that? And and that's been my focus and is my focus this year. Like, that self-compassion, self-care, more you talked about it, like, that piece. Because, damn, it's hard. <laughs> You know, thank you for sharing that because there's moments where we go, what's the motive? I didn't even know it was so deeply subconsciously still ingrained in me where I didn't know why I needed that and I didn't get it. And throughout the years, I beat myself up with that negative self-talk. You're so this, you're so that. It's where we actually go, you know what? I need love. But how do I, like you said, so then self-validate, how do I realize my motives may be off because I need it from others and I'm not giving it to myself? How do I give it to myself? And so I think your story is beautiful because it woke you up. 
And I think it was a gift that I didn't receive any recognition because the lesson was there. The lesson was, Ding dong. hey, yeah. like, mm -hmm. but I, I only yeah. see it, you know, after a few days, like I needed to be in the pits of despair and, you know, let myself as well feel all the feelings. Because like you said, we've been invalidated so much for those strong emotions, um, at least for sure the both of us on this call, you have to hold your own hand, you know? How do you manage the urge to engage in validation-seeking behavior in a more effective way? I've had to learn to place value and worth on being myself. So, because for so long, a big thing was I have to be special, special. I have to be different. I have to stand out. But now um, I speak about this with my husband. I'm not comparing myself to anyone. I'm comparing myself to my own ideal state. Instead of being jealous and envious. I use people um, as role models to change. So for example, I might feel like I have to really constantly compete with other people and get like attention and this, but that's not, that's not important. So at that point I stop, I observe, I notice, what is it saying to me? Why do I feel at that moment that I, that's a need or an urge, right? Instead, I notice what is that that person's doing great? So I separate, you know, and I, I make a notice. I write down, that's awesome. I, I, I approach with curiosity, get mindful in my body. I sit. So in that moment, because the urges come, it's not always the best to, to act in that moment. You have to observe, sit, take some breaths, maybe write down, and then you can come back to it and think of the action step to take with it. That makes sense. My way of managing that urge to always seek validation from other people is, for one, I get off of social media, or I at least just take a break. I find that I get stuck into this pit of, I compare myself to a lot of people on social media, which is, I know it's like, logically, anyone can kind of exaggerate about the life they have or whatever. Um, well, you don't see the person's full story on social media. So I have to remind myself of that when I find myself comparing my life to the life I see of other people on social media. So that's the big, that's the main one. Once I stop comparing myself to other people, I'm not so desperate to get validation from the world. Um, another thing is I have low self-esteem, so it's hard for me to um, think of a lot of things that I like about myself, but there are a few things. And so I try to remind myself of the things that I'm proud of um, for myself and my own accomplishments and stuff. And I just, I focus on that. Um, and I kind of just lay low until I'm, I'm steady again with being obsessive about seeking approval from everyone else. So yeah, just, um, I guess just remembering that everyone has a story. Everyone has a struggle of how they got to where they are. So comparing myself to them is not really useful or helpful in any way. Oh, the demons of comparison. <laughs> I, can I know so right? to that. It's wild. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> it's so wild, especially on social media. Just like you said, you know, I'll be scrolling. I'm like, look, everybody's living their best life. <laughs> So you have to take a yeah, I have to take a break from that for sure. For me, it might it might sound um a bit strange at first, but hear me out. <laughs> I first validate the need for validation. 
So I remind myself that every single human being needs validation to feel that sense of belonging and to feel that they're worthy and loved. So the fact that I'm seeking or feel like I am about to seek validation, that is totally valid and it's okay to feel this way. And then it opens the questions as well, you know, along the same lines of, you know, where is this coming from? You know, where is this need for validation coming from? And where might I be able to give it to myself or get it from, you know, somewhere else or even distract myself from it? So there are different avenues then that open up. And I also try my best to observe the judgments. Um, and this, <laughs> this was my therapist, uh, towards the end of therapy. She said to me, she said, you're doing really well. There's just one thing, of course. Seeking validation is one thing. What is the thing? What is the one thing that I'm not perfect? Oh my God. <laughs> and that was non-judgmentally. So I tend to judge, especially myself, very, very harshly. It's never good enough for me, but it's only about me. Everybody is amazing. But me, oh my goodness, you know, there's this other standard that I can never reach. Um, and she was like, you, you're to the point where you're judging your judgments basically um, you're noticing it and then you're going like oh my god I can't believe I'm judging myself how am I still judging myself and it's like this visual cycle so instead now I remind myself don't judge your judgments just notice notice the voice notice what the voice is saying about you that you know you're not this you're not that you're too this you're too that and all of that and just notice it don't judge it it's there it's it's okay it's there um, and then the third thing, and it's really moving into that self-compassion and self-care. So, um, is how can I honor myself? How can I fuel that, that void back to the well, the image of the well? You know, how can I give myself and replenish this water for myself? And maybe it's just making myself my favorite drink, or maybe it's going for a walk or going for a swim. And when I do these things, I then use gratitude to also help me fuel that cup because when for example I'm swimming I'll be like I can't believe I'm so lucky that I get to swim right now and you know it's winter all over the world and I get to live in this place where I can swim right now how good is this so I just expressing that gratitude helps um, to move forward I think the biggest thing for me is to ask myself is this effective because there's a lot of times where I, I reach out to people for validation or help because it's sort of, there's sort of the two, the two sides, right? Sometimes, depending on the person, there are people who I view sort of as like saving me and then the people I need to save, right? So if somebody is in the position of like my savior, I'll sometimes overly go to them for their opinion or their support. And I have to be cautious because there are some people who I, I like just genuinely appreciate that they are skilled in an area in which I'm not. And then there are some people who I go to for their opinion when I really don't need to be doing that. And so asking myself, is this effective? And also, is this the right person? Um, that's really important. And then on the flip side, when I am engaging in the sort of the validation seeking of like myself as the savior, asking myself, is this effective is really important because I have a tendency to become over involved in the lives of people who are really not in my friend group. And I spend 
an exorbitant amount of time trying to help them with their problems at the cost of ignoring my own family, ignoring my own work. And so I have to be really aware of that and where it is appropriate, set boundaries with people so that I'm not just jumping on helping them whenever I get a request just because it makes me feel like I'm, I'm valued. How closely linked is people pleasing and saying no to this seeking, seeking behavior and learning this, I can say no. And, you know, learning throughout the years, I can say no. And that's so uncomfortable. Yeah. When I think about the way that I try to manage this urge, I think I have to disengage with whatever is bringing the urge out of me. I'm not going to lie. That's a really difficult thing to do when I'm in a, the kind of frame of mind that tends to go hand in hand with excessive validation seeking. And it sometimes is not something I can do. But what I try to do is put a pause on things. So if the, the thing that I'm seeking validation on is specifically related to my work, academics, etc., I tend to communicate with people through email. I'm happy writing something. I'm happy feeling my feelings. I will not hit send because I need to come back to that in a week when I've moved past this or I need to go through it with somebody else or I need to look at it with my therapist or whatever. And now those kinds of things are really quite instinctive for me. They're my kind of go-tos and they're the things that happen almost instantaneously. If I'm seeking validation, I think in my interpersonal context with friends, I think I try to do things on my own and put my phone away. I will go walking. I will do things that sort of indirectly indicate to myself that I actually don't need that. I'm doing enough on my own. I'm quite okay where I am and it will pass. And I'm not going to wind my friends up, although they will probably tell me to, to shut up if I said that, because they will not perceive it as me winding them up. But we all have limits, right? And, you know, we're all going through things. All of my friends are PhD students as well. We're all tired. I don't want to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And I'd rather go to them when I genuinely need it and not when I clearly know that there's something else going on. So I tend to take myself out of it entirely. People will often say like there are no stupid questions. And I heard a teacher once say that that's not true. The stupid questions are the ones that show you didn't do any effort of your own to solve it first. You have to be careful of the context of that because sometimes you don't know that you, for what to look for. But I think I, I take that a little bit when I'm going to ask people questions. It's like, have I actually done anything to try to figure this out myself to give myself a sense of competence before I'm going to somebody else? Not because I expect like my friends are going to be like, huh, that's a dumb question. You're not showing to me you, you did. But just because for my own sense of of self-worth, I want to know that I, I'm not just expecting other people to solve my problems and I'm demonstrating that I am able to, you know, make some forward motion on myself. And also I don't want to be wasting people's time either. Like if it is something I can solve on my own, that's the other thing. Like, a lot of times the unknown scares me because I just, I can't picture what is there. And I'm like, 
how do I deal with that if I don't know what's there? As an example, I kept waiting for my husband or my brother to help me change the tires on a car. And my brother ended up helping me with it. But once we did it, I was like, I didn't think I could do this by myself. Like this is, at least for that particular model, it, it was not a particularly complicated thing. But I just didn't know what it looked like. And so instead of just looking it up to see how hard it might be, I just assumed I wasn't going to be able to do it and relied on someone else to help me. Can't remember exactly where I heard this, so I'm sure I'm stealing it from somewhere. Um, it's from courage comes competence, from competence comes confidence. And that's really just an interesting kind of channel of events there that you illustrated perfectly with this story i think you know it's interesting you're talking about showing up as the as your real self being kind of the antidote i think that's true and it is in my experience more painful and the trade-off for me is this like in the past when i have shown up artificially aggressively to try to control my environment so that i feel protected it made me more miserable in the long run when I show up as myself and I'm doing my best to be my authentic self and people still react negatively, that hurts so much more. But it only, but it hurts more for less time. It has fewer long-term negative consequences. It can be so painful in the short term when you show up as yourself and people still don't like you or have some sort of negative reaction because then for me, anyway, I always feel hopeless. Like I did everything I could to really be honest and 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 stick to my values, and it and it wasn't enough. And I think that's where being able to self validate is such an important tool. Not only in that context, but in you know, in this whole conversation in general, you know, as social animals we do need validation from others and we're not always going to get it. And when we don't, the only option really left to us is, well, there's other options. We can stay miserable, right? What I choose to do, what I hope I, I get myself to do is to self-validate. So what are some of the ways that you all self-validate? I feel like I'm just at the beginning of my self-validation journey, to be honest. Um, it was the theme that I set for 2023, so it's been a big focus of mine, uh, looking at self-compassion, self-acceptance, and eventually dot, 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 self-love. And so I started doing things like journaling about it, reflecting, and things like that. So it's slowly helping. Some of the more concrete things is I will remind myself that I'm only human. I'm doing the best that I can. And that there is a difference between what I do and who I am. So when I start to feel like I'm a, think I'm a failure, I'll go, hang on a minute. Maybe I did something wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong, like as a human being holistically. So it'll be like challenging that negative self-talk. And the very, very beginning of how I really started on this like exploration of these topics was a little mantra that I wrote and I wanted to share with you all. It goes like this. May I be happy and free. May I be safe and healthy. May I believe in me. May I shine brightly. May I learn to just be me. I love that, Solen. And, and to kind of piggyback what you were speaking about, validating not just what my thoughts 
are saying, but understanding in the moment what I need and being present for myself and fully aware every moment. I'm doing this week body scan meditation with this guy, John Kabat-Zinn, and you have to sit, lie down. You try to for 30 minutes and he talks his way through every part of your body. And in the first five minutes, I was crying. Literally tears were coming because there were so many thoughts, terrible thoughts coming through. So I'm actively listening and they're so loud. But eventually, 15 minutes through, they started kind of dissipating and, and just going away. And I started to realize that for me, self-validating isn't just listening to the motion. It's listening to every single thing moment by moment that I need. Well, I think there's a lot of value in just accepting yourself wherever you are in life and also accepting the fact that not everyone is going to accept you because that's something we all just have to live with. I think that's like the takeaway for me. I am who I am. You know, I'm always willing to change, you know, if there's bad habits or whatever, but I am who I am. I feel how I feel. And some people don't like that, but oh, well, what can you do? You know, you can't please everyone. That's how I self-validate myself and stay focused on what's important. Since my manifestation of BPD was so external for so long, so much lashing out, that my first priority for most of my recovery was just to become someone that other people could stand to be around. But then I went too far in that direction, you know, to the point where I was constantly invalidating myself and judging myself and judging the judgments and being like, oh my gosh, I'm being so judgmental. Wow, what's wrong with you? You're so judgy, you know? Um, and... One of the things that was really important was differentiating between validation of emotion and approval of behavior. Depending on the behavior, sometimes whether it's like okay or not is a matter of opinion. I would get really stuck on whether my behavior was acceptable or not. And I would use that sometimes as a way to invalidate myself. Like I made a mistake, therefore I don't deserve to have some sort of emotional reaction. And so separating those things out and recognizing that validation is really more about the emotional experience than than the action and and saying to myself, given all the things that have happened to me or given the situation or given that I'm sensitive, it makes sense that I'm feeling this way. And not going beyond that, not just not using that to justify ineffective behavior, but just to say this emotion makes sense because if you deny that your emotions even exist, you can't deal with them. You have to accept that they're there. I've I've spent so much time just being like, oh, that's a dumb emotion. Go away. You know, the, giving myself compassion and saying, it, you know, it makes sense that I'm feeling this allows me to then do something with that. I think what's really important for me is context, right? So I always try to remind myself of the context behind what it is that I'm, why I'm seeking validation for something. So um, usually if I get into a space where something at school, for example, is making me feel bad, I know where that's coming from. I know it's because when I got my diagnosis that year, I spent the whole year being told I was should not be where I was and I was a waste of space more or less right academically because I couldn't function I know where it's coming from and I know that it will pass and I remind myself of those things and 
maybe like a sort of semi piggyback off of Zanny, I also remind myself that like I'm neuro neurodivergent AF. My mind works differently. There are lots of things that I come into contact with on a regular basis that just clash with me. And it doesn't automatically mean that I am the problem. And sometimes it also means that other people are not validating me, maybe because they simply don't see the world through those eyes. And they can't. It doesn't mean that they think that I'm messed up and what I see is wrong. It's just they don't see it that way. And that's something that I'm becoming more and more and more comfortable with and reminding myself of more frequently as as the, the weeks go on. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching. We hope you got a nugget of wisdom to take with you on this journey. Make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you do not miss a single episode. And next week, we'll have a brand new episode topic for you. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 The end.